What's up, friends and followers of War Media? This is Kyle Means. I want to put y'all up on something real cool, and that's involving our friends at TixBlitz.com, where they got all types of great offers for seats and uh, on events of all kinds. Uh, they hooked us up with a promo code that is promo code WAR, W-A-R-R. You use that and you can save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. None at all, y'all. I'm telling you, this is the hookup, man. We put you on. Alright. So hook so uh, support us, our friends at TixBlitz.com and never pay service fees again. That once again, TixBlitz.com, TixBlitz app available everywhere, y'all. Yes, sir. We are in the building in in the <laughs> in progress. In we here. We here. We here, man. <laughs> we 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 doing it, man. I I just letting it flow off the top of the dome, man. But this is a uh, Kyle Means, editorial director, War Media, with two of my two of my best men here, my homeboys, Saul Rodriguez and Joe Champ Tanksley. Kicking on? it off with a a uh a, no a, a standout war super show I'm calling it just a a special broadcast here on this Monday uh you know I I've, I've done the Monday shows you know back in the fall the uh the Mondays with means I've, this is the first time I've been on Monday since then like since the end of uh, last year I've been you know had had a you know uh urge to get on once or twice on on on, one, on a monday but I, I didn't pull the trigger but i felt that today would be a good day to bring back a, a monday show you know the the coming off of the nfl draft you know we're gonna recap that you know you can see on the on our title you know we're gonna recap that from um mostly from the vantage point of the bears of course we've all covered the bears we all met covering the Bears this past year at Soldier Field. And um, we're going to uh, look into that for about a half hour. And uh, then we're going to bring in uh, another one of our, our war compadres, uh, Chris Pennant. Uh, he's going to uh, come on. He's Normally you hear him on our basketball show, Running With War. But, of course, he's, he's a big White Sox guy, too. So I'm pairing him. Against Saul, who's a Cubs guy, go go White Sox, and we gonna we gonna have a uh, we gonna have it out a little bit before 
the Crosstown series uh, kicks off tomorrow. The first, the first installment of that this year uh, with Cubs and Sox. Of course, you know they're, they're going to be fighting for supremacy in the city, but neither team has been supreme uh, really this season. <laughs> uh, but they, they, I, I, it's going to be it's, it's some interesting dynamics involved because of that. I think with each team trying to, you know, get some sort of momentum going, some sort of consistency going. But, you no, know, that'll be, uh, like I said, on the back half of the of this next hour, uh, we'll be doing that. But let's start off, you know, like I said, with the Bears, with the NFL draft. And, um, you know, gentlemen, I don't know how you guys were uh, looking over the draft this week, uh, weekend and everything. You know, I kind of, you know, stayed with it throughout the, the entire way. And, um, you know, the Bears, uh, you know, looking at what the Bears did, you know, is I think is, there's some – there's it, it, as typical with the Bears, there's some good and some bad. You know, there's mm. uh, – you know, there's some some things you could – you could be, you know, uh, you, you can you can be encouraged about, but some things you, you want to question naturally as well. Of course, I think the biggest question for followers of the team is – you know, long-time followers of the team is that, you know, this was a draft that was one of the main headlines, one of the main storylines of the draft was is depth at wide receiver. And, you're, you know, you're the Bears, you're a team that you have a, a, a young guy, a, friend of, a, a, a supposed franchise quarterback you want to build, you, you seemingly want to build the offense around. And, you know, there's a draft where there's like a couple dozen guys who people feel maybe can be game changers at uh wide receiver and the bears don't mess with any of them. <laughs> they mess with a 25 year old dude from uh Tennessee as their only wide receiver pick. But, you know, they did a lot of other things that we could expect them to do. They really, they addressed, you know, Ryan Poles and his scouts addressed that offensive line, you know, mainly on the third day with uh, a bunch of backloading of, of picks that they uh, acquired during that day. Uh, they, you know, they really tended to the defensive backfield, which was something that we, nobody was really asking them to do. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying out, outward, outwardly, people weren't like people were more about yeah, get a wide receiver, tend to the O line. But you know, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll get into it. Like, like I said, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm really good, glad with what they did with those first two picks in practice. But I think a lot of people still feel like you were you tended to this while not tending to what most people were looking for you to tend to. So, I mean, I mean we, Hey, I'll just let it go. I'll just let it go. Then I'll, I'll, I'll see. What were your thoughts on what they did? And, and, you know, what, you know, what, what, what was your belief in, in what they, and how they addressed certain things on the, on the team, certain needs or whatnot. Well, when you look at, you know, we, we were at Soldier Field. The secondary play was atrocious. It was bad. Yeah, it stank. It stank. It was hard garbage. All right. They were they were they were wet pieces of tissue. They it, it was bad. Um, and so 
when you look at what they did with the with their first with their you know second round picks, they got guys that could come in and play right away. All right. Yeah. And, and that's the that's the thing. That's the thing, Joe. Not only did they get guys who are good, they got two starters. Right. They got guys that can, can play right away. All right. And you think about that, you think about a draft class, you know, uh, you got 11 p- players on that defense and you got two guys in the draft that's going to start this year. So I, I commend them for that. And when you look at it, it when you just look about with the history of just the Bears team, um, you can, you know, it's really hard to find a solid defensive back play in the later rounds. But you can, you know, sometimes look around and find a receiver in the fourth or fifth round. And that that can be solid for you. Uh, you know, we've we've gone through, you know, all the 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 um the, the projects of Kendall Vildor and how trash he was and, and the Duke <laughs> Shelleys and all those yeah. guys. You know, they got they got some good front, you know, frontline talent and to, to come and show up that secondary. Uh, uh, you know, but and that's, Joe, that's important. That's important. But Joe, do you did you did you not believe and I think with some of the reporting that's come out from the weekend I think it's it's sort of been revealed, in particular, uh, uh, the Bears Wire with a uh, USA Today. Allison Barbieri wrote a nice piece about this, where the essentially polls probably felt that they were reaching no matter where they were going to go with a with a receiver in the second in the second round. Now, from the I say I'm, I'm just I'm just voicing from the fans' point of view and from what I was seeing on Twitter. In social media during Saturday, uh, Friday, excuse me, and Saturday as well, but mostly Friday. With this, that's when uh, the Bears picks were uh, we're talking about. Uh, you know, you still had, you know, Watson was gone, the North Dakota kid, who a lot of people are high on. You still had Pickens in there from uh, from Georgia. You still had Sky Moore. You still had uh, uh, Pierce from uh, from you know from uh, Cincinnati. You know. Some of these guys, I mean, these are like I say because of what the draft was, what was mm-hmm. at that position, people were thinking that these were sort of like first round talents, and these were like starters, essentially, especially for the Bears, given their uh, weakness at, at wide receiver. That these are guys that the the Bears could start at wide receiver. Did did you feel that they that they were reaches, Joe, or or did you just think that? They weren't as much of a priority as you know something like defensive the defensive backfield. I, I think as far as when you talk about priority uh, on a football team, having a solid secondary is you know paramount. You know you got to be able be be able to have guys that can cover. You know, like I said before, you can always go in the later rounds and find guys to run and catch balls, uh, and you know. You're, you're, you're more likely to be able to find a solid receiver in the later round than you are able to find a solid DB in the later round, is, is what I'm saying. Um, you know, the, the, the talent, the drop-off from the first, you know, two, three rounds from, you know, you know, you know DBs, you know, down to the fourth or fifth round is it, it, dramatic, you know, but there's less of a drop-off at the receiver position you know, in those later rounds. Um, now, 
I, I know that, you know, Belus, uh, Bayless, sorry, I don't know how to say his name. I've been learning. I know Bayless Jones was kind of a shock because he came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you, and you mentioned this, you know, his age, you know, uh, he's going to be, you know, turning 25 this month. But, you know, this is a, 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 a player that's, you know, got, you know, great speed, uh, great size, uh, great athletic ability. And, you know, and, and given the road that he's had, to, you know, had to travel to 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 get to his dream, I think he's going to come in hungry and be ready to make an immediate impact, especially in the return game. Um, we still got free agency left uh, to to you know kind of you know show up that receiver position, but I'm, I'm I'm happy with the first two picks so far. So so what what are your thoughts on? You know, like I said, the, the Bears wind up with 11 picks overall and, you know, a, a much deeper draft than they had any right to uh, to have, given that they came in with, I, I believe, five picks. Uh, but, you know, the, of course, the, the, the high-profile picks are those first two picks. You know, did, or were you happy with what they addressed in, in, in those picks or were you like, man, I, I'd have liked to have seen – some sort of offensive weaponry uh, acquired. No, yeah, yeah. I th- I did see. Yeah, it was. I like the aggressiveness. Now I know, like I, I was talking to some other Bears fans about that. And there's like the aggressiveness is not enough for when he when it comes to being a Bears fan. You want to see results at the end of the day. Uh, but when it comes to you know how they turn, yeah, the five or six picks they turned them into eleven. I mean, I, that was at least something positive. And I like that the the Vilas Jones pick, as you were saying. Obviously, he's being t- being twenty five years old. Um, and I have heard with him being like a specialist and that he, he's really fast. So at least I see him being like, as you guys said, a more immediate impact. I did like, you know, the picks that we had, I know that they picked, uh, also, um, the center from Illinois. I feel like, you know, I'm like, you know, at that point you get a guy like that, who's, you know, knows, you know, uh, has a lot of experience there at that position, uh, in Doug Kramer. And, uh, but no, yeah, I would have liked to see more offensive, weapons i know a lot of people were complaining about that and also uh the one obviously the whole picking the punter to at the end uh did not get uh, received very well from anyone um yeah i i you you mentioned doug kramer and you know what i like about you know what they did with the with the o-line picks you know with the guys they drafted they drafted guys who who played in the zone run scheme in college you know, so they picked people that were comfortable with the zone run scheme to come and compete with the guys that they have this year. Uh, and so I think that's going to make for a better football team and a better O-line, you know, going forward into the season to have that competition and having people who are comfortable playing those positions and knowing what to do in that scheme, uh, what the concepts are. Uh, so it, it's going to be a little bit, you know, you know, quicker for those guys to catch on because they're used to that scheme. Um the, 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 like you say, like you say, Joe, they they drafted like a whole new line potentially. Like, <laughs> right, they exactly. Got about, they got you five know, guys, and, and, they, and they, they 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 drafted guys, you know, with some versatility and with some athleticism, and you know, they got some, you know, developmental projects as well. The the, the one person that I'm interested in is the uh, the the Dominic Robinson. Uh, is yeah. it Dominic Robinson out of uh, Miami, Ohio? Uh, you know, six four two fifty three used to be a receiver, uh, and now he uh, he's he's played defensive end for the last couple of years. So he's definitely a project. He's raw at the position. Um, but, but see, when, when know, I saw his measurables, though, 
Eric Eric at home said that on Twitter. He's the first person to mention that on Twitter that I saw. I was like, well, they can't uh you know reverse them back. <laughs> six four, you know, receiver, yeah. you know, but six pounds, uh, 40, you know, 41 inch vertical jump, you know, at least tight end, right? Yeah. <laughs> But he looked. Like, they, they, some of that, that the footage that they showed of him, you know, rushing. He, he, he's, he's like I say, pretty quick, and mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy. If he, you know, long arms too, long arms too. Yeah. So he, so, he, he if he's a guy who's gonna get downhill on these, uh, and, and get you no know, scoop past these these tackles and stuff, and get to the quarterback. That's. That's for one. That's that. May, that's a big of an impact that you can have on the football field. You know, at, you know as big as even him being a, a wide receiver, and it's a way for him to get a lot of money in the league if he well, if he, uh, if he uh, turns to be especially good. Well, here's the thing: you only draft a player like this if you plan on keeping Robert Quinn around, because who better mm-hmm. to learn the position from than a vet like Robert Quinn? You know what right. I'm saying? So I, I I think, you know, you know, if I'm Dominique Robinson and I'm coming into Bears camp, you know, I'm I'm asking Robert Quinn, can I stay with you? Can you know what I'm saying? Can I can, <laughs> you know, can I just be around you? Can you know what I'm saying? Can I just can, can I hold your equipment? You know, he you know, this is the, <laughs> up all the game. Right. Get the game from, you know, so um I'm really intrigued with you know how he's gonna end up, uh how he's gonna end up. Yeah, and I was I was gonna say real quick about Robert Quinn. I, I did you know hearing about him being shopped around. I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't think the Bears are gonna get what they want from out of, out of a deal. I feel like they would get they would benefit more of keeping him right now, as you said. Like he could teach the young the young dudes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. I feel like would benefit the Bears at this point because they're in the trans. Obviously, they're in the transitional phase. So I feel like keeping him at this point might be more beneficial than you know trying to scramble and find a deal. You know, before the first game of the season. Yeah, it, it, you know, if yeah. you could manage to stay healthy and they can keep him healthy. Yeah, you know, he might be one of those trade deadline, you know, dudes that you know you send, mm-hmm. you know, to go compete as a, you know, as a nice gesture. So right, try to try to do something like Denver did with, uh, uh with, with, with Bob Miller this year. Mm-hmm. You know, f- find a contender and get some picks and stuff out of them. You know, yeah, that could be that could be the situation. But I, I agree with you. Joe, like going into like, like I think I think they would have traded him by now if they if they were really like, well, let's see what we can get now. If 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 the Bears were being aggressive, say in trying to get right, get more in this draft or or receiver and free agency, or right. you know exactly a, a trade like a a, a veteran uh, receiver, I should say. That's mm-hmm. what you would try to do with Quinn, but you know keeping them past this uh draft period now it's like yeah why you know why deal him now mm-hmm. yeah and 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 you know you mentioned too joe like there are a few receivers that are out there like for those for those of us who are still thirsty off the receiver <laughs> right like there are a few out there you know uh uh odell beckham is, is sort of at the top of the list you know that's sort of that's sort of a you know uh, a wish, a wishful thinking thing there. Also, you're dealing with his injuries and stuff. Right. But there's a few: Emmanuel Sanders, Jarvis Landry, uh, 
you know, there's a few guys out there who could, you know, make an impact on this team right away if you if but you're not but you're not looking really at, at that type of long arm, long leg sort of X receiver that you know mm-hmm. uh, you, you're mostly looking at more slot guys and speed guys, which the Bears have sort of already tended to in this offseason with Byron Pringle and stuff like that. So I, you know, I don't know. It, it, we'll see how it goes. They also picked up quite a few receivers and and other players on this uh this undrafted free agency uh, market. There's a, a number of guys they picked up. I don't know if any of you guys have kept up on that, but but uh you know there's 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 options. There'll be options, and and we'll see uh right away at the end of this week they'll have the rookie rookie mini camp going. So uh maybe there'll be a chance right away for some guys to. Uh, you know, show themselves at Hallis Hall and maybe break out a little bit. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say with uh, with uh, Darnell Mooney, the thing with about Darnell Mooney now is that yeah, if you don't get any, that's why a lot of people obviously wanted the wide receivers, more wide receivers, um, and they got Pringle obviously, which is nice. Um, uh, but and um, obviously I don't know with what, you know he got I think he got arrested last week or was it two weeks ago? So hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> it like, yeah. Happens, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. doing a little bit, doing a little bit of. Reckless driving. Now I'm <laughs> yeah. worried. Now they're gonna find he get in the town. They're gonna find him on Lower Wacker with all them other kids. Now, you know. The- <laughs> no, yeah, no. But uh, but but I'm saying like in that case, like that's the type of guy I, I wanted to like have like as a you know complimentary to Mooney because obviously if you don't if you didn't bring up any if you didn't bring anyone which again we there's still time to bring in more then they're, then they're just gonna crown Mooney and then Mooney you know you're not gonna be able to get a ball to Mooney and it's gonna make it more difficult for Field so yeah hopefully. I'm, I, you know, Emmanuel Sanders would be nice. Somebody nice to bring in because I feel like he helped Josh Allen so much over there. I feel like, and 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 uh, and I feel like he would be really good for a guy like Fields. What What do y'all think? Uh, there's been some rumblings that Akeem Hicks may get actually get back into the fold with the team. Do you think that's something the Bears should prioritize? I mean, at the right price, you know, saying he's definitely a a veteran leader, um, and. Uh, for what it's worth, I really do, you know, you know, listening to his speak and uh, during his time with the Bears, I think he really enjoyed being in Chicago and I think he really enjoyed the fans. So for the right price, I, I would I would entertain it. Um, I do know that uh, scheme wise, he's more comfortable in, the, in that in that three, four, te- you know, technique. Um, uh, there's something that he wasn't really good at while he was in New Orleans playing that five technique tackle. So, but it's something that he he's done before and can do. So, uh, and I don't know with, with his age is, you know, he want to want to switch schemes like that or he would, he want to go with, you know, what best suits him or what fits him. But, you know, if he stays in Chicago, he doesn't have to move and, you know, pack up things. So that's, you know, that's worth a lot, you know, for somebody who's settled. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, definitely. I remember a lot of his press conferences were all people telling, talk, always talking about his future and how he wanted, to, you know, if he wanted to stay here. And he was, oh yeah, he was always very passionate about like how much he liked playing here, how much he liked teaching the young dudes, and you know stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it is true. Like you said, you know, as long as you know they bring him back in a reason at a reasonable price. Um, but it, I, I don't know. I don't think I would see it as necessary to bring him back. I know I have seen. I think I think it was Eddie Jackson that said that he he was urging the Bears to get him back, trying to yeah. get him back. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I wouldn't mind the Bears. Eddie might not be back. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie should watch his own. He watches his own right. off the 
Hey, you never know. You never know. But uh, that that's you know, again look, going back to where we started. You know, I think there's a lot to be encouraged about. If these ki- if these two kids, uh, we didn't we didn't really mention them by name. Kyler Gordon uh, is the cornerback from Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the first pick at thirty at thirty nine. It was uh, forty eight, I believe. Was the second pick was a uh, Brusker. Uh, forget Jaquan Brusker from Penn Jaquan, State. yeah, from uh, Penn State. So you know, you look at you look at Gordon, sort of. He's sort of similar in some ways, you know. Definitely playing in that Pac-12, uh, you know, to a, a jail to Jalen Johnson, who we picked up last year. Uh, you know, you really could, you know, this is a good thing. You can slide them in right on the other side of, of Johnson. You got two young guys who can grow with each other, only a year apart. And um, you know, hopefully, lock down those cornerback positions, those starting starting cornerback positions from years to come. And then Brusker, you know, looks like a lot of you know nice physicality from him. A guy who can, uh, you know, they mentioned him as sometimes like a, another linebacker in some ways. And you know, when I think when Bears fans see a, see a, a safety play like that, you think of like Mike Brown and people. Like that, who was in the past, who have really made an impact here, you know, if he can occupy the middle of the field like a Mike Brown, or uh, you know, uh, maybe not, maybe like a Mark uh, Carrier or somebody like that, like you know, that can that could be like a, a really getting back to Bear, good old Bears defensive football, like we uh, like to see uh, that we grew up with, you know. Yeah, you know what? I was listening to another sports radio station uh, this morning, and I'm going to credit him. I was, uh, I think it was Ant Heron who was talking about these uh, picks. He was on, uh, I forget what shows well, but it definitely was Ant Heron, uh, and he was saying, "Yeah, got uh, the big, got the big You know, you know, you're talking about a, a, a guy uh, in um, Kyler Gordon. You know, who played four years at Washington and never picked up a penalty. You know, yeah. You know, and then Jaquan Brisker played two years at Penn State, uh, with, with you know without a penalty. So, you know, you you know you think about the discipline issues that the Bears have had. Um, you know, the this past last season, you know, and all the goofy penalties and the things that you know that you know just shot themselves in the foot where they couldn't get off the field. You know, and, and taking a break. But now they got to stay on, and you know they end up giving a touchdown the next play. You know, you you bring in some guys that have some discipline and know how to play. You know, with, with, with you know you know to the edge of the limit without going over there. And so that's what I like. You know, that's what I like about these guys. That that made me think right away that Fluce was, you know, getting his point across of who he wanted in that draft room, like. We gotta, like I said, we gotta get, like you say, guys who are disciplined, guys who can play without reaching and without doing stupid things on the field. He he got his he got his own type of guys that he knows he want to coach, and uh, I think those, I, I would guess that Brusker and Gordon are two guys really that he that he's gonna be happy to coach, uh, you know, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but about the about the penalties as you were saying, uh, uh, Joe. How like yeah, I heard that also on. Uh, I think they were talking about it on six seventy, 
the score. Um, and they were saying how, oh, that they got a lot of guys that you know hadn't gotten any penalties in college. And you know, I'm just thinking to myself with all the, like all the penalties the Bears got this year, I don't think that's a problem because they they were saying like, oh, maybe you know the question the aggressiveness when they don't you know uh, of them not having a lot of uh, penalties. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of want guys to be disciplined at the same time. Well, when you talk about you know, uh, you know, uh, aggressiveness, you know, there's a way to play without doing that. And you know, and you know, when you talk about Gordon, you know, he hasn't allowed a touchdown in 722 cover snaps at Washington, and this is credited from USA Today, um, but um, off the Bears wire, but. You know, 722 cover snaps has not allowed a touchdown. So this is a lockdown corner who's playing aggressively and isn't getting penalized. So uh, I think that's a good, you know, a good pickup for the Bears. Yeah. They definitely can't overlook that. Uh, uh, and, you know, we, like I said, we, we got too used to uh, <laughs> inconsistent and, and un, you know, unorganized or, you know, that was un, in the undisciplined play under Nagy and that, you know, if that can, if that could be turned around in any type of way, you know, that'll be definitely a blessing. Well, right quick, before we wrap up the football side of this show, uh, was there anything else about the draft, you know, outside of the bears that, that caught you, caught y'all interest or, you know, from, you know, from the first round and everything, or, you know, some of the big name picks. Well, I, I'm just you know interested to you know to see how um, it, it 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 was a very strange draft because usually you know you have these you know big runs and quarterbacks in the draft and you didn't really yeah. see that that was interesting to me this year you know you people kind of played it safe on these quarterbacks Malik Willis and and, and Pickett out of Pitt you know people stayed safe for the most part. Uh, I am interested to see how Ritter is going to pan out in Atlanta. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's been given the opportunity to to come in and, and play right away with Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis. So I'm interested to see if his game translates to the NFL coming from Cincinnati. Um, and um, that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you think, do you think that, uh, uh, my that that my man from Liberty that he got overlooked a little bit too much. Malik Willis, or uh, do you think he 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 winds up in Tennessee, which could be a really good spot for him? Yeah, it could be. Uh, I think that's probably the best spot. Uh, I think there were some teams who definitely could have used them, who shouldn't have overlooked them. But at the, at the same time, I, I kind of understand why you know he's playing football at Liberty. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't start there, though. He didn't start there, though. That's true, but um, but uh, I, I think that he does have some things that uh, he has a very high ceiling. And I, I think maybe if he was, you know, two inches, you know, taller, he definitely would have been a lot, you know, to to, to go a lot earlier. But it is what it is. Sometimes things happen for a reason in Tennessee. You know, with with that running game and the you know the way that they play and and the, the with the physicality, they're gonna do a lot to help him develop and, and come along. So uh, it's really not gonna be all on his shoulders right away. Um, 
to to you know come in and make plays and, and win games with his arm and you know with his QB acumen. He really has you know the foundation in front of him to to to, to succeed. You know with with, with with a strong offensive line play uh, as far as running the ball and, uh, and and that being his best friend. So we'll see. What what we think of some of the the rivals, man? You know, uh, you know, Minnesota kind of kind of pissed me off, man. Trading with Green Bay, so they could get uh, Watson right before the Bears, man. That I, that that's some collusion to me. So I, and, and plus, they ain't supposed to be working with each other anyway. So I don't understand that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying I, to get I, a grip on that. Yeah, I, I you know what I that that was kind of shady, and I think that was definitely. <laughs> I, I think when you say collusion, Kyle, I really think that was some collusion. And, and, and why? Why? You know, the Bears are really right. rebuild, rebuilding. So, like, uh, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't get it. You know, Minnesota and Green Bay, they get both teams, you know, that could probably possibly make, make the playoffs. Uh, but then you go back and see, well, was it Minnesota who traded with Detroit again? Was it that? Didn't they Minnesota traded uh, – Somebody traded. Did they, the did they trade with Detroit? They probably. Somebody, did. I think they traded with Detroit too, and didn't get and didn't mm. get the value that they needed to do with they for they pick. So, uh, yeah, Minnesota did a lot of goofy things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I, I, because I, I remember some mention there was somebody who said that uh, quasi they they knew they knew GM they like. He was getting he was getting bullied or something to to do with these trades. Like uh, I don't know. Like like there's it, it, some there's something funny about what, what you know. And, and like I said, they wanted the Bears to eat none. You know, so I don't know. Like I said, I, I think it's some collusion. Though Detroit, they you know they 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 mess up their stuff anyway. But they they wound up getting uh, the, the Detroit yeah. got a solid. The Detroit yeah, has the, a solid class, and they didn't they yeah. didn't they, they didn't mess up. Uh, they Hutchinson, got uh, but they, I think they got home, uh, Will Jameson, right? Yeah, so yeah, I but think they, they always get wide up. receivers though, and they and they don't do nothing with them except make right. them retire. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now I'm Charles Rogers. Yeah, they got they got St. Brown. St. Brown. I don't know if they drafted him. Did, did they draft St. Brown or is that? Do they? Who? Uh, Detroit. But uh, Amon Ra. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm yeah. saying, did they draft him, or did they, is that is that somebody they drafted? Because that might have been. I think they did. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's right, not a good, not, not a good but sign. Re- there, remember right. that run? They went like four, five years. They drafted a, a, a wide receiver in the top ten, and ain't none Mike of them. Williams, except, Charles except Rogers. Yeah, Mike Williams, Charles Rogers. Then it was, I think, uh, what's the dude from Texas? Uh, Roy Williams. Roy Williams, and then. Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's Detroit for you, man. But, <laughs> but you know, like, like I say, as, as long as, as the, it's two franchises that, you know, they make you feel better about being the Bears fan typically is Detroit <laughs> and the Giants. The Giants, you, but the Giants had a good draft too this year. So, mm-hmm. but, but they got, they still got Daniel Jones at least. So you know, <laughs> it make you feel a little bit better about being a bit. Oh, oh, one more, one more thing. But we got Chris about to come on, and we go get into this baseball stuff. But you mentioned Pickett, and he's going to uh, Pittsburgh. Do you, yeah. do you think that 
there's some mention of uh, Trubisky being put in a position that uh, Mike Glennon was put in here in Chicago now. Do, do you think he'd he be a dumb bogus like that in Pittsburgh? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. I actually uh, – that's kind of disrespectful for to Mitch, I think. I think Mitch is ten <laughs> times better than Mike Glennon. Um, yeah, that's you true. Know, I, I, the I position may be similar. Yeah, I mean the position is the, the position that they in is similar, but I I, I think with with Najee Harris and that run game uh, yeah. that the, that Pittsburgh has, I think you know Trubisky has a real shot to you know to to stick, you know, and you know and and Pickett, you know, he's still a rookie, you know, what I'm saying and, and Mitch, even though you know he is what he is, you know, saying he he's been through it, you know, he's been through it. And he knows he he should know what he's looking at now and he what he's up against. So I I, I I'd give the edge to Mitch right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like I, it, Mitchell Trubisky's been through so much over here. I'm like, give the guy a chance. A friend who's a Steelers fan, and I'm like, and he, and he was like, oh man, what am I getting with this guy? And it's like, yo, and we now know it was, that it really wasn't all his fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, yeah, I was like trying to tell him like. Put put him under center with a new coach. You know, you got Tomlin. Like, see, j- just give him a year. I, I I think he could take this team to the game solely because they have a great defense and you know and and, and great uh, offense in general. But he was gonna he's gonna go to the playoffs with them if he starts with them. That's what I believe. And they they gave him weapons. They 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 got weapons for him too. They already had some there, and they and they got some more in the draft. Yeah. So you know, the coaching the coaching is better there. So you know it's. You know, bitches do for a win. You know, he mm-hmm. he got put out there. You know, yeah. Uh, I think I think when he Mitch is a football kind of guy, and, and you know, and you know, I, I think you know Tomlin is a guy that you know is is not going to be messing with his head. He's going to keep things simple for him. You know, and I think you know there was too with, with Nagy. It was too much coke speaking, coach speaking. You know, yeah. and too much ego involved and things yeah. to, to to really, you know, for Rich to Mitch to really be successful. And Mike Tomlin has been at it a long time and he's about winning football games. Never had a losing season. So you know what kind of coach you're getting. He's about winning and you know he's gonna he and his coaching staff are gonna do what's necessary to put Mitch in a position to win. Um and if you know, and if Mitch is not the guy, they'll definitely move on. But uh, I think they're going to give Mitch a real shot. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, like I said, uh, we we going to transition over. So I'll stand with us. But uh, Joe, uh, of course, you see the tag there, Badman Tanksley on Twitter and IG. You know, definitely could keep up with him, and uh, definitely you know keep up with him on uh, on all our, our war programming uh, when we get. Back closer to the season, you know, definitely gear up with some more football talk, and uh, Joe will be involved. And uh, hopefully, we'll be back up in uh, Soldier Field again next season. We'll see how it goes, but no doubt, no uh, doubt. It uh, until then, you got anything you want to say, Joe? Um, I'll say, go Bears, man. Uh, keep wearing those masks. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dillon a little a little under the weather. So we, we yeah. thank you for, for for soldiering on, you know. Right. I, I think some of his kids that he teach got him sick 
But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, man, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, and go White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> that Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe was firmly on the White Sox tip too. So <laughs> we we got we we got our lines drawn as we bring Chris in. Well, uh, Joe, yeah, we'll send you off on that one. We know where you got where you, what, what side of town you you residing on. No but uh, Chris is with Chris is replacing you on the Sox agenda, and Saul, who uh you know does. Such a good job co-hosting our at bat podcast. You see it right there alongside his face, right there, his box. Our, our baseball podcast really been popping off well. Uh with our first few episodes. You can you see the you can stream it. Uh you can you can stream, you can watch it on uh Spotify as well as YouTube. And you can listen to it through all other podcast platforms that we distribute with War on Anchor. But uh, yeah, Saul and Miles Porter doing a great job there. And um, Chris, man, you know, thanks for coming on, man. You know, like I said, you usually uh, talking ball with us, talking hoop with us on running. But uh, you know, we I know you are, uh, you know, and, and we I've done I've done some stuff with you too on baseball in the past as well. So uh, you know you're a passionate bat baseball fan, passionate Sox fan, and uh, you know we got tomorrow coming up two games at Wrigley Field, the Sox and the Cubs. Now uh, after today with a win, uh, you know really nice win today for the Sox. Uh, you know Dylan Cease, uh, uh, pre one of maybe his best game as a White Sox, but he's really starting to establish himself as a premier pitcher in the American league. And, you know, maybe as, as it is right now, the ace of the Sox staff due to uh, the injuries and everything, but you know, the Sox still under 500, I believe nine and 13 with the win today. And the, and the Cubs actually both, they both teams have the same record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. Nine and 13. Mm-hmm. So they come into this series, same records, you know, now, you know, if you you look at the you look at from the Cubs' point of view, you may you know be cool with a nine and thirteen record in these first uh, twenty or so games. Uh, with the Sox, I don't think anybody is really too happy right now with how thing with with how things have started to the exactly. But I'll I'll leave it to you, Chris. You know, from your observations of these first uh, twenty. Uh, 22 games, you know, man. What, what what do you think about the Sox and, uh, you know, what, what, what's your diagnosis right now? It's it's real early. I'll say that. I think um, if you follow social media, then you're going to put yourself in a hole. And this is not to denigrate anybody on social media, but it is a haven for quick takes, hot, you know, hot button sound bites, this, that, and what have you. And the general, uh, the general mindset of White Sox fans is that we're always one bad season away from being mediocre again. So mm-hmm. when you have an eight-game losing streak in the beginning of the season, and then you know you lose eight out of ten uh, in a season where you're expecting to compete for a championship. You had the last two seasons in the playoffs, the first time in history, first time in team history, you went to the playoffs back-to-back years. You 
lived through these seasons where we officially said, the team said, okay, we're on a rebuild. We're doing that to do this. And then you start the season off pretty hot. They won six of their first nine. They won their first three series. Then they lost eight in a row. And everybody went to the edge of the ledge. They saw what was down there. And I think everybody got upset and scared. And there's a lot of good baseball people, good minds out there. And even some of those people, I think, were even more drawn to just sarcastic, sardonic, sarcastic Twitter takes in order to shield themselves from the possible pain of a trash season, rather than it's April or it's coming into May. Over the last couple games, the Sox, you know, they've won two, they've lost two in the series with Anaheim. But in the big picture, the Angels came in five or six games over 500. So splitting a series with them is pretty decent. You know, some of the ways that they lost were indicative of how the season started. They, they didn't get to Michael Lorenzen, who is a journeyman dude with a giant upper body until the ninth inning on Sunday. Mm. So that's not good. You know, they the, the A's had a, the Angels had a bullpen day and they lost that game five to one, but they shut out a pretty good squad two out of those four games. Uh, Dylan Cease is lighting things up at the beginning of the season. He has been the one true consistent bright spot of the staff. And they started hitting the ball hard again. In that game that they lost on Friday, they had seven batted balls of over 100 miles per hour. I think uh, my friends said the expected batting average on a lot of those was above 900. And I was at that game. I saw a lot of balls die at the warning track. That's not anything about the Chicago weather because the Angels hit two home runs on Friday. So you can't blame that at all. But they this bad start magnified with the fact that the Royals started pretty well. The Twins have started very well. And uh, Cleveland has started pretty well. It's really magnified. So what's really going to start telling is these next couple of weeks as you get into May, playing the Cubs, playing Boston, playing the Yankees in the middle of the month solid teams who are really going to have to fight for their division because that AL East is going to be a dogfight, hopefully, until September. Four teams are vying for two spots. And so the Sox have to prove that they can play with those guys because last season they couldn't. They couldn't keep up with Houston. They couldn't keep up with Tampa Bay. They couldn't necessarily keep up with the Yankees, even though the Yankees got bounced by Boston. So you got to get yourself out of this mess and then you have to prove that you can play with the big boys as well as play with your own division. So I see a light at the end of the tunnel, but the Sox have to really kind of prove that they can, they can get there. They have to prove that they're themselves again. Yeah. As Sala on, on the North side, you know, like, it's, you know, the expectations of course were uh, coming to the season a lot different than they were on the South side. You pretty much just, got a jumble of players together. Cubs were actually pretty active in, in free agency in the offseason, you know, both before and after the lockout. And they want, you know, they they just are a team that are putting themselves together in the, in the strictly rebuilding mode. But, you know, you, you, you have some nice spark sparks coming, you know, really from the beginning of, from the very beginning of the season, with Suzuki, you know, being like a revelation, 
and you know some some nice play here and there. Uh, you know, coming off of their last performance on Sunday, they finally get to see a bit of Marcus Stroman that they that they were hoping to see uh, coming into the season uh, with a nice performance up in Milwaukee. But uh, you know, pretty much, you know, I don't, I, 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 I ain't gonna put words in your mouth, but is this the team that you expected to see? coming into this season or or is you know what 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 are your thoughts overall first of all nice nice to meet you uh chris for you know even though it's virtual but nice to meet you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um no yeah uh definitely man this is uh i and i will say even up to this point i'm a little surprised that they have nine wins i'm not even gonna lie because the starting pitching i think was probably not uh, not necessarily like a question it's not you were wondering but you were you were you know wondering what Hendricks you were going to see. You were wondering if Smiley was going to pitch or Wade Miley hasn't even pitched for them. So I I didn't expect much out of the rotation. Um, Obviously did not expect Stroman to have the the first few starts that he had. I know the, 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 or the, his opening series one against the Brewers wasn't bad, but he had a, uh, he had a, he rattled off a couple, uh, you know, struggling starts, but uh, no, yeah, definitely. This is the type of team I expect to see Suzuki, you know, he was really good in Japan. He was like probably the best player in Japan in the past six seasons. So I, I, I didn't expect maybe, you know, him to jump off, you know, as, as he as he has, obviously, rookie of the month. Um, but it, it is, you know, a, something worth watching, right? It's like if you're a casual Cubs fan, you might, you know, tune in now because Suzuki's going off and stuff, doing stuff like that. But, yeah, the Cubs were expected, you know, to win under 75 games maybe from a lot of people. But I'm kind of more on the side that pull off 76, 77, nothing impressive. But for a team that's, you know, where they're at, I think that would be impressive. Um, and I mean, and another thing that's been impressive for them has been their bullpen. And I think the, the type of young guys that they put together, mm-hmm. or whether it be Afros or Roberts, who just went on the injured list. But those guys, those I feel like those guys will be part of the next, you know, great Cubs team uh, because they've shown, you know, some really, you know, good signs. But ultimately, yeah, and and uh, to feed off what uh, Chris was saying about the White Sox, yeah, I'm not I don't, not for one minute am I worried about the White Sox. I think the injuries hurt them. I think I know overall they're not playing that well. I know whether it be their pitching as a whole uh, doesn't help. Obviously, the injuries don't help. But and the you know that they're uh, they're struggling to get on base. But I, I'm not at all worried about the White Sox. I think they're going to come back. And 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 I think the Royals too good to be true. The the Twins are you know the ones they maybe should worry about a little bit. Um, but regardless, this series uh, starting tomorrow is going to be really good against these two teams. What what type of s- series or you know it's, it's two it's two game series, so it's a little bit more of a you know like I say more of a snack than like one of the weekend series that that you may get with these or you know just a later later in the year when they when they meet again, there's going to be probably a little bit more pressure on involved. But you know. Uh, you know, with this particular these particular two games coming up, you know, what what are y'all expecting to see? Like, of course, you know, in general with the Cubs and the Sox is one of those series you could, you know, throw the records out as they say. But uh, you know, what 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 do you what do you uh what are we expecting to see in these next couple games? Um if if I can go first, so I'm yeah, go ahead. It's interesting because, uh, like you said, Saul, we were, you know, we were wondering if, if Drew Smiley's going to pitch. Drew Smiley's had such a, a harried career since his promising start with, was it the Tigers back in the early 2010s? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was so promising, and then injuries just derailed 
like the last four or five seasons that he had. Um, I'm looking on baseball reference. The last time he pitched against the White Sox was in 2019 with the Phillies. And, you know, that was kind of a, a prove it type year for him. So he's he started off the season okay, just kind of feeling it out. But the White Sox, the way that they've been hitting, um, you know, it could go either way. So I think looking at the the pitching matchup, the hitting matchup just for that game, it's going to be interesting to see how the Cubs approach Michael Kopech, who has he's not Javier Vasquez in terms of like the strikeouts because he's not striking out that many guys. He's got strikeout stuff. He had a seven strikeout performance at Minnesota in five innings. It's solid, but. I, I said last week that he's the guy who you'll watch him pitch and you'll be like, how is anybody going to hit this? And you might go in and, you know, flip some stakes or something. You'll come back and he'll have 80 pitches through three and two thirds. He doesn't attack the strike zone that you would like to see uh, a guy his with his kind of stuff do. The way Dylan Cease is doing now, um, I think Kopech is a little bit Dylan Cease of, of two seasons ago. And uh, Jason asked Cease that quite a question pointedly during a Kopech start. And, you know, Dylan Cease is a pretty quiet kind of reticent guy. He didn't want to attach that. He didn't want to say like, yeah, you know, I see the same things. And I respect that because I think he wants him to grow up his own way. But you'd like to see him attack the strike zone. And the Cubs, I, I don't know their exact batting average. So you could, you could um, elaborate on this when, when I, I finish up. But if he walks guys, then he's going to be in trouble, you know, point blank period. This is the age where walks are going to hurt you. The Cubs are, are hitting, you know, not exceptionally well, save for that 21-run game. But I think there's still, there's still a team who can hurt you if you put them on base. I'm looking at these last few games. They've got kind of the same thing as the Sox, a lot of one-run, two-run outputs. But still, that's going to be – that's going to play out. And then for Smiley, he's a guy that is trying to, trying to find his footing again. And he's not going to strike out a bunch of guys. He's not going to walk a bunch of guys. And the Sox haven't really proven yet that they can hit a, a major league fastball with consistency. I don't, you know, it's, I, I don't want to kick the question, but I don't know because I think the Sox could put up six. I think the Sox will get shut out because that's what they've been doing the last yeah. week and a half. And I, I think the Cubs could win two. I think the Cubs could lose two just these next two games. I wouldn't be surprised to see a split. I'll say that much. I think these two teams are about the same level right now. This season, is these two series are not going to make the season. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams split at either place. Some of it, a lot of it, I think, is actually going to depend on uh, the bullpens. Yeah, no, that, that it's you. Uh, you nailed it because yeah, I think when you look at the pitching matchups, I mean, looking at the pitching matchups right now, I mean, with Kopech. Uh, going and uh, Giolito, it favors the White Sox. Um, obviously, it, it, it the one thing that would make me say it's going to be one, it, that they're going to split one one is probably just because it's at Wrigley. But even then, it, it, Hendricks has never really pitched well that uh, you know against the White Sox. He pitches well at home, mm -hmm. but when you look at those numbers, uh, like for for example, Jose Abreu career batting average uh, five ninety one against Hendricks. That's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah that yeah that three home run. Uh, game, I believe it was against Hendricks, and then he had I think like five home runs in that series, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. uh, if in, I think it was in 2020, 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the pitching matchups favor the White Sox. But, yeah, I think just because the Cubs are at home, it might be 1-1. Uh, but, no, as, as you were saying, the, the Cubs, so they, they led the league in uh, a batting average for a couple weeks. But I, I did not I did not buy that whatsoever. He was in the Cubs, and I was like, it's fluky, whatever. Even the 21 runs, obviously, you know, it put them back up. It was between them. Because if you look at the top two teams that were leading for a while, it was like Colorado and the Cubs. It's like – the Colorado uh, played most of their yeah Colorado played most of their games uh, at home uh, in April so uh, again fluky uh, but the, but as of now they're at uh, sixth so they're going down already so um, but no yeah I think the I think it'll be a split ultimately um, with the, with the Cubs winning the first one I, I think that I think they'll somehow run into you know run into some runs against Kopech and but I think uh, Giolito will outpitch Hendricks. As much as I've seen, you know, Hen- or, uh, Giolito struggle against the Cubs a couple of times, I think he's on right now. He looked really good when he came back, faced the Twins. Um, and But, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a split ultimately. But oh, it's going to be a good series. I mean, it's always a good series. And I, I was going to say when you said it was going to be two games, yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's tough. I hate – I do not like when it's only two games. The midweek uh, series? Yeah. yeah, the midweek series. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. Yeah, they say, I think they say something about, like, it, it – it can't be three and three, like something about like you know when the teams are. I don't even know. I like heard like some theories about why they do that, and it's just like, oh come on. But I hope that next year with the balanced schedules that they kind of they're able to split it a little better. It was scheduling. It, there's a lot of weird stuff with baseball <laughs> and scheduling. Like like you mentioned the thing with with Colorado, and I didn't I didn't know that, but it made me think of something with the Sox where uh, I saw this mentioned on Twitter. I think, interestingly enough, Adam Hogue may have had tweeted this, but the Sox, in the in up to up until this point, they haven't played outside of a, like a radius, like within the Midwest. Like it's been the whole they haven't really they haven't they haven't traveled outside the Midwest. The Sox, the Sox had, so they played in nothing but cold, no bad weather for these per- these first five, six weeks of the season. And it's like, I, you know, it, I, it, these things affect people in various ways. It, 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 they probably don't affect the whole team the same way, but, you know, I, you know, you wonder about things like that. You know, maybe if they had a chance to travel to Texas or California, maybe they – they would have lit up a little bit more in one of those series or something. But just like, like I say, playing all these, these weird, like playing on in these freezing temperatures in Detroit and Cleveland and here. And it's like, you know, like, like I said, you, you know, uh, Chris, you mentioned what happened this weekend. There was definitely some hits where you could see the ball was kept in the, in, in the, in the park at, at the rate, but you know, of course, you know with with the with the Angels, you know they were able to hit it out, but they also have two of the best hitters of their generation over there, you know, on that side. So it, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare in some ways, but you know the Sox do have a potent lineup. But I, it just makes me think about you know if they they had more of a uh, balanced schedule, as it were. You know, would they would that have uh, meant the difference in in one or two games at least? You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because Otani had one of those, but I think the other one was uh, Taylor Ward, who has been had a really nice start to the season for the Angels. Yeah, um, Mike Trout 
had a pretty quiet series. And matter of fact, he struck out four times today. He got the golden sombrero. So that, that that's a testament to uh, well, both definitely built Dylan Cease, but also uh, what I, I really liked um, Liam Hendricks coming off the dis, the injured list after back spasms and striking Real out nice, three nice straight for him today. Yeah, yeah, he looked very good. Um, it, I don't want to go to the. I, I don't want to feed into Sox Twitter because. Steve Stone, <laughs> for as polarizing as he is, he's right. We're a bunch of an- anhedonic people. We are not always very happy. And even our happiness is tempered by the thought of tomorrow, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Uh, it really is. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. waiting for the other. It's, it's Chicago sports in general. Yeah, Chicago sports. Yeah, right. The yeah. other shoe to drop so much if you're a White Sox fan because you kind of lived in this. The Cubs fans had, they could point to, Fun times that didn't amount to much, or 1998, which was very fucking exciting, or 2003, which was just like everybody could feel that pain. The White Sox in that same span had 2000, which was quiet, and then 2005, which everybody's like, yo, stop leaning on. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I don't Chris, Chris Rockley, did that. you? I saw you tweeted. You compared the Bulls season this year to what 2001. No, no, I was saying this is what the, the Sox slide felt like the 2001 White Sox season when they were absolutely just forgettably horrible. There was a game where they played the Mariners and I won, t- I think I either won tickets or badgered my mom into going because they had kids Sundays where you could run the bases and kids tickets were a dollar. And they won that game two to one in 14 innings. And I remember reading the next day that Paul Canerico was just saying, like, yo, this is, this is absolutely no fun right now. There's nothing fun about playing. It didn't help that they were playing the eventual 116-win Mariners that weekend. <laughs> but to struggle through a 14-inning game and win it 2-1 to one and then just be like, it was sucks. That's what that like week-and-a-half stretch felt like. And so I think it, that one was tough because they had just gone to the playoffs the season before, and then it just the bottom completely fell out. So I will say that I'm, I'm waiting. This may be very telling because they're playing a lot of good teams. And if they just quietly fade away, then, you know, if they, if they win like 10 games out of – if they win like nine or eight games out of this month, then you might be – you might call it a season. But people were talking last week about, you know, jokingly but somewhat seriously about like, yo, who could you get for Lucas Giolito? I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> Like, it's not time yet. Now, I want to go back to your original this point. The ship. I, I don't want to use the excuse of it's cold because we say that every single year. And now the Sox, the Sox just aren't hitting. They weren't hitting the ball with any authority. Teams were coming in and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. So at some point, you can't say that. I think that Frank Menachino is not the right guy as a hitting coach. I will say that. But if they start, they need to start hitting the ball with authority like they have been. Then you're going to see the ball fly out of the ballpark, and then nobody's going to be talking about how cold and rainy it was in April and how we're going to get some, like, 50-degree gaze in the beginning of May. That's all I'm saying about that. You know what I think is going to, could save the season? Southside hockey jersey giveaways the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the people came out for those, man. Hey, they came out for those on Saturday, man. <laughs> yeah, they always do the soccer ones. Soccer ones are dope, too. Yeah, they they got like, a new soccer jersey. Yeah, the, no, yeah, the, the White Sox have done like a 
a, a soccer jersey too, as well as a gift for a giveaway. It looked really, it looked really nice. I, I need to see that. I think I would do that, but I didn't. I, 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 the hockey jerseys are cool. I think I would like the soccer one a little better. They've done a few of those, and I think the one that they most, I think two or three years ago, they did one that was red with like a Sox badge on over the right um, breast. Mm. That one was tight. Um, they've done, they've done really well with those soccer jerseys for sure. Did it come through anything like that? Not, not, not like soccer. No, they don't. No, that's what. That's not why. Um, I was like, man, I wish they would do that. See, look, this is the rumor one for this year. Oh, it won't come up, I think. Oh, <laughs> you got the yeah, because of the green screen. That's but not this too is the, bad. This okay. is the rumored one for this year. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, think, I like that. WGN post, yeah, post that. But no, yeah, the Cubs, the Cubs don't do that. I wish they did. I think this year they did like a jersey giveaway. I think it might have been last year, but they did like a jersey giveaway. The Cubs never do like jersey giveaways because it's like I'm, I, I would, I'm, I'm always like thinking, man, when they do a jersey giveaway, like I gotta go. But the Cubs barely, they barely give away bobbleheads, so it's like. You know, and uh, but you know the the White Sox. I go to plenty of White Sox games. I got that Liam Hendricks one, the Liam Hendricks bobblehead because that, that was sick yeah. with the Southside jersey. Um, nice. But no, uh, just to say something else about the White Sox too is like, uh, if I'm a White Sox fan, I'm probably thinking too. It, it's a good, it's a good uh, series to kind of get back on track is against the Cubs because the the way the Cubs are pitching and 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 you know the way the ball can fly at Wrigley when it's windy, like they could use this as a confidence booster. And I could definitely see them, you know, coming in here and, and just kind of finding their feet a little bit. Whether, you know, it whether it's May, whether it's cold, whether the weather. Yeah, because I was going to say the weather too, the weather thing, too, is like it, I, you could say that some people could say that. But it's, at the end of the day, it's a team from Chicago who plays here every April. And it's like, you know, they have to go through this every year. So it, I, I don't know if I'd blame it on the weather, but uh, a lot a lot of things come into play. But I, um, I think the White Sox will be fine. And I think. uh they might just find their footing uh, in this two-game series. And you know what? Another thing, going back to the schedule, after the day the, – they have a travel day after this series, and they play like 10 days in a row with no break. And so that's that's going to be – like uh, you mentioned, Chris, that's going to be a tough stretch. They start out in Boston. And that's another thing, too. With with the, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this with some of these new uh, uh, broadcasting things they're doing. They got them playing at ten thirty locally on Sunday with this new uh, Sunday games they got on Peacock. You know that they they did hire they hired uh, Jason Bonetti to do these, which is a plus, of course. But I don't understand why they had these games so damn early. And the but the the first one is the Sox and the White Sox at the Red Sox is at ten thirty. It's gonna be at ten thirty in the morning. They, the first pitch, so I'll I'll get that, but. Uh, I, 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 like I said, uh, that's that's been one thing. I want to shout out the Apple broadcast though, because the Apple broadcast has been pretty cool. Like just the look of them. I don't know I, the the restriction of it though. The exclusive exclusivity, you know. Of course, that's something that Apple pays for. I'm sure, but that, I think that's something they need to work on and making that more a little bit more available, at least to the the local teams. Where it's like you know, you know, you, you shouldn't. There shouldn't be the only option to watch those teams on Fridays when they have to do. It. The Sox have already done it once. I don't know how many times the Cubs are going to do it, but you know, like I said, I, I don't think that should be the only option on those nights when they play. But but those, I, I say, I, I will give it up for, for the broadcast themselves, the the graphics and stuff. They it's pretty clean if you if you watch any of those games. 
I'll give yeah, you I was gonna it's, it's true. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, man. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. Uh, I was gonna say with the 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 1035 one, I did not know that with the White Sox. I just saw that. I I, I was thinking maybe it was like the whole Patriots Day because you know how they have the Patriots Day game. It's, those I, are I but see, that's on that's usually on a Monday. That's a Monday. Yeah, right. No, that, that's why. Yeah. That's how I was thinking. I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, that makes no sense. Ten thirty five a.m. on a Sunday. I mean, I guess most people are home on a Sunday. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. But um, <laughs> no, yeah. But with the whole uh, the, yeah, I know a lot of people have been complaining about whether it be Apple TV. You know, I know they have. I mean, MLB has a lot more deals with than people realize. I think they have like games on. They're gonna have games on like Fubu. Uh, Fubu TV, uh, and I think a couple other streamers. They have like a whole list of them, but I think Hulu as well. But uh, yeah, Apple TV has been really cool. Like just the way they've done everything. I know they have like playlists for, or they have like the song come on for the walk up, the walk up song, which is pretty cool. Um, but I will say this: the one thing I do, and it, what you're saying makes sense. Like there's a better way of doing it for the local fans. If like that's the only way you could watch it, like maybe you know Apple and NBC Sports Chicago for the White Sox, or you know whatever. But uh, I will say this, too, is that with that, it's I still think it's fine. Like I, I, at first I was kind of like, man, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But then I thought to myself, there's plenty of people nowadays that don't have cable. And that's, you know, that's basically a paywall because, you, you know, you yeah. got to pay for that nowadays. So, like, I don't because I, I, there was a lot of outrage. Like I saw on uh, I saw a video on TikTok. This guy was going crazy saying, like, why MLB is going to how is MLB going to grow? Like, you know, they, they you know, I can't watch. I, I Did you watch that game last night? Oh, because I couldn't blah, 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 this. And I'm like, I understand. Like you do, you, you're gonna have to get another subscription. But it's like, it's it's you're just gonna add to what your other ten subscriptions already. Like and and Apple for the record, Apple TV is five bucks a month. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Apple's yeah. at least pretty cheap. They're not like Netflix. Yeah. You know, yeah, twenty dollars yeah. a month. Or exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So it could be it could be worse. Games could. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. No, I definitely. Other than that, besides besides uh the paywall and all that stuff, they've done a really good job. Uh, the broadcasts have you know been different. I know they have uh, they had a uh, uh, Melly Newman, I believe, for one of the games, and Steven Nelson. So it's 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 really cool. I like it so far. I, w- I want to, if I can offer a counterpoint. I'm tired of all these subscription services, man. Like <laughs> I, I've I've never paid for cable myself, but we are getting to the point where it, it costs near as much. And yeah, you're right. That's fair point. Like. Fair like point. I think what really bugs me is something that my roommate, shout out to Rob Rob Anderson, has brought up multiple times. The whole point of us getting these streaming services was that we would not have to deal with ads. Remember when TiVo came out and you're like, you can just slide past the ads. And then everybody was like, oh, well, I don't know where we're going to get revenue. Well, I know. Let's Mm -hmm. just put the ads back in. People won't complain. And we haven't. People have complained like quietly uh, or in these rooms like we have. Like, I'm not going to call this a revolution moment, but at some point you got to just stand up and be like, no, I'm not doing it, bro. Like Netflix keeps raising their prices month after month. I got Netflix because I was like, you know what? I've got money now. I can afford this. And my mom was still getting Netflix DVDs delivered. And I was like, yo, mom, (laughs) just here's the password. You can watch Netflix at home. She was like, cool. She just, she got rid of that delivery so fast. And she's been watching her Korean dramas. And a week ago, actually a couple days ago, she was like, yo, I'll give you some money to split because Netflix is raising their price again. Nah, but like I'm trying to take care of my mom. Like I can't, I cannot let this slide anymore. I feel you got Hulu. You watch sports on Hulu. How bad is the is the delay? Be real with me. 
It's like a 10 second delay. People will text me and be like, oh, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe that home run. I'm still watching the at bat. Like I'm three pitches behind. Yeah. There, it, I have yeah, so I, I, I have watched I, I'm I'm a YouTube TV guy myself. I like mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not I'm not gonna do no commercial here, but I do like the way that they do uh sports better than Hulu. And they have the the best thing, the real cool thing with especially with baseball is the uh the highlights, the yeah. where you can you can you could catch up on a game through the highlights. Mm-hmm. You don't have to those, like those are cool. like yeah. You like if if, if you, you don't have to uh, you know if it's taped, you can catch up through the highlights, which is really that's a nice thing. And it works. It works real well with baseballs, like sort of better than any other sport. Like basketball or football doesn't work as well, but baseball it works well. But uh. Yeah, it, I yeah, I, I definitely know what you said though, Chris. With with Hulu, like like, the, it, but it, it this there's always like a there's always like a some sort of thing, some sort of lag. Because like today, when I was watching, when I, I wasn't, I wasn't even watching today. I was listening actually on M- MLB TV because I was working at the same time. I was listening to uh, the broadcast on uh, on on uh, on ESPN with Len Casper and them. And um, you know, I'm like a I'm less than a mile from the from the rate. So <laughs> it, it it they was uh they was you no know, he was doing the call and you know uh you know he's like you know uh, uh, uh you wind up pitch but before before the before the the pitch had got there I was hearing the fireworks already. So I was like, oh, they must. <laughs> oh, they must. They, <laughs> Hendricks must have struck him out. So it was a, it was a, it was a short tail side there. So I, I, that's that's how the lag was there. But, but yeah, so, that, yeah that, was, that's, was, that's one of the benefits though of being right next to the right. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say with the, with that too. Like like uh, the Marquee Sports Network app also is the same way. Like it, it yeah it also has to be like ten seconds behind. And the thing is. I'm always, I always, because I'm always talking to buddies like, well, while well, the game's going on, and I've had so many, so many times, like maybe the past couple of years, of them ruining stuff for me because they'll have like cable and it's like, like you know, you know, wait, you know, they're seven seconds ahead, and they'll ruin a home run or whatever. So I always have my phone on silent during Cubs games now because I'm like, I'm not gonna go through, but but it's, it's, it's a good point because it does make a difference when you're like, you know, watching a game and. You know, and and if you live closer to the stadium, like you, Kyle, like that's yeah, that would that would be annoying. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to Marquee. Uh, you know, Chris got his WNBA uh, hoodie on. They they uh, struck a deal yeah. with the Chicago Sky, uh, so they're gonna be broadcasting a, a, a slew of their games this season. I'm so what happy about that, Chris. I'm 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 halfway, and not just because it's it's um. Uh, a Cubs Corporation, you know, uh, not a satellite. I can't think of the right word, but an offshoot, so to speak. <laughs> it's very good for more people to be able to watch games on a, you know, what is in this day and age, a terrestrial, what we call a terrestrial station, I guess. And it, ex- it helps expand. So Cubs fans who might not know about basketball, uh, or might not watch basketball like that, or just like I want more sports to watch in the summertime. Yo, oh man, there's a there's a sky game coming up. Oh, I just heard that they won the championship last year. Let me check that out. Let's go. Yeah. 
Honestly, I, I will say this. I think that over my lifetime, I found Cubs fans to be more liberal left-leaning. So I would expect them to be cool, to be like more interested in watching women's professional basketball. So that in itself is fire. I mean, everybody should watch, but I expect them to be more receptive to it. But I think it also kind of brings to what we were just talking about, having to get another streaming service to watch these games. That's why, even though I couldn't watch on Hulu, I'm happy and still happy that Sky Games are on WCIU. So for yeah. the few people who still have the digital antenna, you can count on watching those games. Like people who, like I saw, I don't know if you grew up with the same, but we had network, we had the antenna. That was it. So we got the Bulls games on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Sox games are on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I grew up with the radio. That was my window to the sports world was the AM dial. So I really think even if the radio isn't as big as it was when we were younger and when our parents were, you know, in their prime, I really want this guy to get back on the radio more than having them on marquee. Even if it's a visual medium and that's what we live by, I still think there's something to be said for good sports broadcast on the radio. They were on WVON at one point. If another Chicago radio station can pick that up, that would be great because even in the world we live in now, there might be some people who still can't afford a consistent live sports, live Hulu um, subscription. So as good as it is to get that out there, you know, you're having people pay for another streaming service like we talked about, but you're still not reaching everybody you possibly can. So I think having something that is free to everybody, getting them on the radio station would be even better than getting them on another uh, pay to play network. And, you know, I, I bigged up, you know, I bigged up YouTube, but uh, Marquee isn't on YouTube. So, you know, I'm, I've been short on Cubs games throughout the, the past couple of years now. And, and like he, and it's just, it's the same for anybody else who was on there, who, who was dealing with that, or, you know, or whatever, you know, you, you're not gonna be able to, you know, that, that's been an issue since it's, it's, it's inception with Marquee, but, you know, uh, I, I, it's like I definitely agree with what you say as far as the WNBA and you know the 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 spreading and the legitimizing of the sport. You know it it, it definitely helps with that. And, and I like the idea. I did. I forgot about WVON. Uh, I think I think WVON should have a black version for every sport, like a black, <laughs> black broadcast for every sport. Hey, <laughs> it's just you know, just yeah, just for us, like you know, just, <laughs> that that that'd be dope. But, but anyway, we gonna wrap it up, man. I, I really appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, I I, I would be, I would uh, you know, I would hate to to wrap up this show without speaking specifically about at bat and letting us saw. You know, Saul's been plugging it all show, of course, with the logo. But, <laughs> but Saul, speak a little bit about the show for those who haven't listened to it yet. And uh, of course, you got your co-host Miles Porter. Uh, I was hoping he could join us, but he couldn't join us today. Mm -hmm. But we'll try to get him on another uh, a war broadcast uh, coming up. But uh, yeah, just to, you know, let let people in on the show and and when it when is it premiere each week and uh you know what's it about and everything no yeah uh like i said before too you know before we started appreciate you know uh you putting me on the show and uh have, having me host it along with miles but yeah it's it's we cover obviously chicago baseball we talk cubs and white Sox. 
um, thoroughly both. Uh, and uh, it's been a fun, you know, been a fun show so far. I think uh, having uh, Miles' knowledge as a baseball player, he, uh, he plays a semi-pro baseball in, in Milwaukee. Um, and then he also plays uh, overseas in Israel. So um, it's cool. I think he told me, he also told me, um, I don't know if we've talked this about this in the show, but he was training with Israel a, a few weeks ago. And he was even playing catch with Ian Kinsler, uh, who played, you know, many years Ooh. in the big leagues. So, uh, yeah, so that's somebody that I've, I've even said, I'm like, you know, Miles, hey, maybe eventually we can get him as a, as a guest or something. So, but no, yeah, we also cover um, anything around, you know, the, the big leagues, anything, you know, any controversies. I know um, this week we'll be talking a little bit about, you know, is this the new dead ball, you know, era type thing going on right now? It's what it feels like because the offense is down. Uh, mm -hmm. And just how pitchers are having a problem with that, you know. I know Chris Bassett from the Mets had some comments. Uh, we uh, we have a new episode every Wednesday, um, like you said, on every platform. Uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, you'll give it a listen if you haven't yet. And uh, you know, Chris, man, you know, like I said, you 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 your family with us. You also uh, do a lot with uh, you know James, your man James K. Uh, with the Skyhook podcast, and uh, you know it's coming up now this week. Uh, WNBA starts off. Uh, we're going to have a, a special edition of Running with War show on Thursday. We're going to pre uh, preview the WNBA season uh, with the championship uh, here in Chicago. The All Star Weekend is going to be this year. Going to be here in Chicago this year. There's a lot of exciting things going on with women's basketball here in Chicago and throughout the nation. But, uh, uh, Chris, just let people know how to uh, follow your work and everything uh, from the Skyhook and, and, and everything beyond that. Well, you can always find me on Twitter at Quandary Kitten. That's at K-W-A-N-D-A-R-Y Kitten. Uh, thank you. As, as Kyle, you pointed out, the Skyhook podcast as well, at the Skyhook pod uh, on Twitter. J James just changed the name. James is the inside man. I'm going to say it here because I said it on our uh, Twitter space the other day. James, I swear James Wade is grooming James K to be on the coaching staff um, <laughs> because James always says he was talking to James Wade uh, you know, the other day, and I know he's got the, he's got, he's got the seat, but I'm, I'm ribbing him a bit. But, yeah, the season starts for the Sky this Friday, May 6th. It's ring night uh, at Wintrust and the – 2022 WNBA All-Star Game will be played in Chicago for the first time ever. So uh, get out there. That's all I can really say. Uh, get out there for that. And you can also catch my own podcast on anchor.fm slash what's good radio one is what's good radio where I speak with people to talk to them about what they do, their life and what they find good about it. Because I think that especially in these days you can all use a little bit more of that finding what's good um, in what we do and, and what about it. Um, I know I know this isn't the end of the, of the show, but just wanted to say to everybody with the news coming through, talk to your people, uh, support them, and support the right to free and fair abortions for women, please. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Chris, for that message and for everything else, man. Saul, appreciate you, man. Uh, really, uh, like I say, Look forward to uh, more with that bat and everything. Uh, should have a real fun summer covering the game of baseball uh, with uh, with you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's it for now, man. Of course, you know, me on uh, Twitter, you can follow me at Means Matters. 
And uh, also, I'm the man behind the scenes with War Media. So if you inbox War Media, you're likely talking to me. So, <laughs> you know, if you got any business, holler at us. If you want to do a show, you know, so I can tell you, man, it, it don't take much. <laughs> if you got a show, you know, we'll we'll run it uh, in, in most cases. So, you know, holler at us. But, uh, yeah, uh, till the end, you know, like I said, we got a uh, nice week coming up. Uh, we actually, like I said, we have the, the special WNBA show of running on Thursday. We're going to have a, actually a, another show prior to that on Tuesday, uh, you know, more of a uh, conventional show. You know, we, we still haven't uh, sent the Bulls off yet, you know, before they uh, – on their one, two, three Cancun trip. Yeah, uh, we, we 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 say we're gonna do our post mortem for the Bulls tomorrow as well as catch up on the, uh, the rest of the NBA playoff scene and everything. And um, uh, oh, oh, salute, uh, you know, go give a salute to well, well, maybe we'll do it on Thursday, but uh, but uh, definitely the uh, the retirement of, of Vivian Stringer, you know, definitely uh, is a big big basketball story as well going on right now. Uh, definitely big us to her, but uh, we'll definitely salute her either on Tuesday or Thursday, may probably both shows this week. And uh, but like I say, that's that's running with war at bat, as Saul said, you can uh, that'll premiere once again on Wednesday. Uh, we also got you know, uh, Second City Sports, uh, and the uh, that Davis show, you know, and uh, oh, uh, and and of course, Josh with uh in the scope so we got plenty of plenty of good programming for y'all every week so definitely keep up with us follow us at war media all the major platforms war media search on youtube you can get uh get informed whenever we go live on youtube as well so make sure you do that and keep yourself informed and keep yourself aware uh till uh, next time though y'all We'll uh, that's it for now. Keep uh, keep the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say this off. I don't know. We just 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 keep just, 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 just keep bouncing. Keep on keep. <laughs> I, I keep. I, I try to keep that for the for. Oh running. okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but just yeah, just stay in the box. Keep your, keep moving forward. <laughs> keep yourself square up and uh, stay in the box and uh, keep keep your heads up, y'all, and keep uh, keep aware. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to y'all later.